This is MJ Acosta from the NFL Network, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Alright, Lemonheads, welcome to episode 196. <laughs> Lemon City Live is brought to you by Magic City Highlight. Magic City's 2020 season starts on May 1st and will run through the end of November. For now, the court will stay closed to all public, but you'll be able to watch all the games in real time on YouTube, on the Highlight Channel. If you need a sports fix, we highly recommend that you check it out. The Highlight Channel also has a ton of their original content to help you understand the game and to get more familiar with the players in the league, just like our friend Tenard over here. Uh, so go to youtube.com slash Highlight Channel, spelled J-A-I-A-L-A-I channel. It's free to subscribe, and you'll never miss a moment of the action. So you better subscribe. There's no excuse for you not to watch the Highlight Channel. No excuses. Listen to Gus. Right. Facts. I was watching. I watched opening opening day, dude. I saw you with a, you. You pulled off a little sick revolta, but then you couldn't finish the play, man. Bruh, I am old <laughs> as Donald Trump's farts, and I, tried <laughs> and I literally snapped my goddamn spinal muscle. Oh. So, yeah, I got to see, Mike the, doctor. On I gotta see the doctor on Thursday. He's gonna check me out. I feel better now. I think I spassed up, but. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I, I sold you through the rest of the day, but yeah. All right. Well, hope you feel better, buddy. Good to see you, and uh, I'm glad you're feeling better that you're out on the court at least, even for a little bit, you know, and get back to a little bit of normal. But um, but yeah, we, we're all dealing with this. This is, uh, I believe, now the fifth week we've been doing our streams now. Um, yeah. yeah, we've been doing this for a while now, uh, and. I kind of like it. I, I want to keep this going once we're done, once we're back to normal. I miss seeing you guys in person, but I, I like this aspect of it. But Just, you know, say, just I, say you I, don't want us at your house, bro. Just say you don't want us at your house, man. Bro, look, dude, look. look every, dude, every week, every episode, send, like, send, I get something new. Over there. Now we have a way to do this thing remote, so go ahead. Dude, look, he's tired of feeding me. That's what happens. Yeah, that's true. Every time Gus comes over and eats everything. But no, man. Like, look, every week I add something new. I got my Dwayne Wade autograph picture right there. Look, I, I put up my my some of my nicer shoes here. A little autograph <laughs> record. But it's hard to point. But anyway, I've uh, you know I've been yeah. I've been enjoying the setup here. But you know but, something I do like about about doing the stream is that we we've upped our our guest game since we started doing the stream. Yeah, bro. Right? So like today we're joined by Jaime Gutierrez uh who works for FIBA. You formerly PS3N. How you doing, Jaime? Good, brother. How you doing, man? Pleasure to pleasure to be on with you guys, man. That's what's hey, up, bro. You're you're your five boys, you hear them? That's right. I'm his homegrown. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm homegrown, man. I'm 305 Dade County, you know, Wade County, whatever you want to call it. Marino, Shula, you know, rest in peace to the to the God. You know, so, <laughs> yes, sir. Right, man. Wait, what 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 you, you there's many different parts of Miami though. What where where, where are you from? Where so I know I grew up, I grew up in Hialeah. I grew up in Hialeah. Ah, okay. Born, yeah, I was born in Hialeah. What a surprise. Yeah, no, I, was born, I was I was I was born so my mom, my mom and my dad they had like a little small apartment by like Biscayne and like um 22nd Ave, something like that. Biscayne and 22nd Ave. Then after that, um my dad had a, a house in Carroll City, sold that, and then he bought like another little apartment in Hialeah. 
And ever since I was like five years old, born and raised basically in Hialeah and, you know. Hialeah High? Nah, I actually went to HML. Ah, all right. Went to HML and then um, Barbara Goldman opened up. And then obviously it broke like um, the districts or, you know, all that. Like, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then I just ended up going like half a year, like I mean, not even half, like six months to HML. And then I went the rest of the time to Goldman. And, then, you know, I played ball over the team, so I played basketball for the team and all that. Yeah, nice. wait, wait, hold on. This is cool. This is cool because we've had some guests on, like MJ Acosta and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He knew her from high school. I went to Barbara Goldman for half a year. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I was cool. there like the 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 ninety nine. Ninety nine. Well, yeah. So we must. I may, maybe ran across in the, in the hallway. I, I I graduated in two thousand. Oh, I'm I'm class of two thousand. Yeah, I was there when the, <laughs> there was there was these like crazy ass. Somebody didn't graduate. Dude, yes. I got bikes that were breaking out. Uh, there was some race riots kind of thing going down. I remember that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But I actually had the basketball coach was um was oh, my teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he the yeah, he was the coach uh for Miami High and stuff like that. He goes way back too, dude. He's like a like an old school uh yeah. big so, local high school guy. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that because um like I guess I mean y'all be yeah, kind of the first to know, but I'm the I'm the director. I directed the Miami High documentary, which is coming out later on this year. So oh, snap. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh. No, see, yeah. this this is cool. Yeah. I actually, this is real tight because in in Miami you don't really have, you know, in Miami every time they talk about Miami and, and, and Dade County, it's football first, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, then, and it, then usually you get baseball comes in there, you know, with all the the you know the ballers that we've had and all the local products. But when it comes to basketball, it's kind of like third wheel, you know what I mean? But I remember in high school with Coach Cabrera, he showed us a bunch of old home movies from when he was coaching. When he was an assistant coach at uh, at Miami High with uh, a guy who we've had the pleasure of interviewing, um, oh, what's his name? Frank Martin. Yeah. The coach. Yeah. So we we talked to him, and man, he showed us all these old home movies of back in like the late '80s when they were taking on like Bobby Hurley, Alan yeah. Houston, and that team was like one of the best teams in the, in the country. You know that Miami yeah, High. Yeah. yeah so um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. You guys know about that because. Um, yeah, I started work. I started working on that on that documentary about four years ago, and I just I just wrapped it up literally like this week, and I've literally been anxious and anticipating to get like the final version back from the audio mix because um because yeah man I ended up inter- interviewing everybody. It took four years, man. Right? Frank, you know, UD, um, Raja Bell because he played down here, you know, Doug Edwards, and a bunch of like the Miami High guys, Coach Cabrera, everybody, everybody, man. So man, that's awesome. They had, yeah. a squad, they had a squad over there, man. Yeah, yeah, they had they, a legit they had, squad. Yeah, they had a legit squad. Legit. Well, Doug, well, Doug Edwards was like the, the 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 main dude back in the day, from what I remember. Yeah, he was the number number two pick, uh, number two rated player in high school and back at Kenny Anderson. Yeah, and then there was um, oh man, there was the one guy I remember in the video was he had the that old '80s mustache, early '90s mustache. It was a white <laughs> dude. He ended up playing. He he ended up playing in Kentucky. I forget his name, man. Oh, yeah, like Jamel, a, Mar- Jamel Martinez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a suit. Like yeah, yeah he was like a Hispanic yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, all the guys, good friends of mine. You know, good friends of mine now. Like you know, we talk here and there whenever we see each other. I actually went when Coach Frank when he went to to the Final Four with South Carolina. I ended up going to the Final Four over there. You know, to check him out and stuff like that. So you know, it's it's just it's been like a long time coming. You know, and he had that 
success during this time during that time I was, I was doing a documentary so um you know tell be in there and stuff like that so yeah it's it's been uh-huh. been crazy I like that man I like that see you know you got all this last dance talk you know I'm over here rocking the old bulls jersey yeah. and everything <laughs> but we, we're talking documentaries, but we're keeping a local documentary flavor here, man. I definitely want to see that. Is uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're waiting to get it back, so I'm assuming it's still a ways yeah, no, away. From- yeah, no, I'm waiting just on the final. What's well, already been color corrected, and now we're just mixing audio. Um, but yeah, it's, it's already like like it's done. It's like complete. Like it's locked in. It's an hour and fifteen minutes or so. Um, it's got all the guys that you just mentioned. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Um, do you know where you're gonna? Is it gonna be shown with ESPN? Nah, nah, nah. First, I'm gonna do a private showing first. Uh, private viewing for everybody down I'm here. Already there. Uh, yeah, no, I've already. Everybody has already told me. Um, so I, I'm. We're looking. Me and um, one of the guys who worked on it. We're looking at uh, like what, like theater. We kind of gonna show it in here in Miami. Private, intimate setting for like all the guys who were involved. All the kind of few media, few media people. Um, crew, you know, everybody who's kind of been a part of the, part, the process the whole time. And yeah. then after that, um, you know, I've had a couple of people interested, you know, got a, people, a couple of people in the West Coast who want to take a look at it, you know, see if, it, if there's an opportunity for Netflix or YouTube TV or something like that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I didn't really shoot the documentary to, like, make money or, like, become famous. I shot it more out of, like, you know, respect, you know, for people to, like, say, oh, cool, look, you did a dope, dope documentary, you know, type of deal. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it was, like, home, like, home team, you know, they were home team, you know, for me at the end of the day. And, um you know, it was just like, you know, I'm going to do it and not really like thinking, oh, I'm going to become famous or win 10 Emmys for it. Nothing like that. I wasn't thinking of that. I was just thinking, more like, let's make let's make it happen. And that was, and this is my first documentary. That's something I really never have done. So I did that. And now, you know, it's something that I could, you know, hold as well as every other accomplishment I've had. Because I've, I've had a lot of accomplishments, but I, you know, I'm a kind of like a real seldom quiet dude. I don't, a lot of people don't know who I am. I'm in the back, you know, I'm in the back scenes. And then people That's are like, the oh, best place to be. You just collect check. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, back, back. You know, yeah. you know, I've, you know, I've, you know, got, traveled the world with all the companies I've worked with. I, I, I won an Emmy for 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 my work and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm just, I stay in the back. You know, I stay in the back and just keep on working, man. That's what I'm doing. That's what's hey, up, man. Real G is moving silence, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but that's that's I I think it's like super cool because it's in it's funny, man, because you had those good bonds and stuff with those people that you know left an imprint on you man it's you know we have those teachers you know we're the same age we're all around the same age too here you know we can look back and at least me personally there's a select i mean i can count them on one hand the the people who really you know left some type of impact on me i i not to the level that it did to you that i'm gonna go make a documentary about it but yeah that's what's up man you know what i mean no yeah Um, just like i said it happened because It was at a time, it was like a time of my my career, you know, where I had already been involved in TV for so long. I had done a bunch of, you know, different, you know, kind of like, I had done a lot of accomplishments, traveled the world. I was like, let me do something personal, you know, let me do something that I want to do. That's going to mean something to me. Um, So, you know, it's at the end of the day, it was it was personal, you know, so. All right, man. You got a question over here. Did you get to go to the Emmys? No, I didn't, get, I, didn't get, I didn't get to go to the Emmys, but I did get my Emmy. And, yeah. I, and, and so how did they? So how did, how did they rate? How did they give you the Emmy? Because I a, a guy we know by the name of uh um the Ryan the Ryan Seacrest. What, 
Ferb got an Emmy too. And I always try to figure out how do they give it to you guys? Explain that to the audience, how they give it to you instead of going to the Emmys. So the way it works, like, obviously, I won the, I won the Emmy for the Rio Olympics. So when I went to Brazil, um, you know, obviously I won, I won the Emmy because of the production we did at the Olympics. Now, for a production of that size, you got over 80, 120 people just on your team. You know what I'm saying? It's not just me producing the Olympics by myself. But yeah, yeah. So the way it works is either, you know, they choose three or four or five people to go represent you at the Emmys, you know, the selected few, or, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're the president, you know, your boss, the executive, they go represent you as a team um, at the Emmys. And then at the end of the day, when, if you win the Emmy and obviously you're part of that team, you're part of that group, you, you know, you could, you know, you put your name in and they send you the Emmy and, and, you know, there it goes. And I ain't going to lie. When I first, I was like, yeah, let me, you know, get the Emmy, whatever. And then when I got the Emmy, I was like, God, Lee, this is the real, this is like, it's the real deal. <laughs> and it's like, it weighs, it weighs, it comes in a black box. I'm like, damn, this is legit. Like, I'm never like, I didn't, I, I look, I'm a kid from Hialeah, man. I didn't think I was like, you win an Emmy? Like, come on, man. Like, it, feel, like, it felt good, though, right? It oh, no, it felt, good, right? it felt great to, like, get it, receive it, and when you have it in your hand and hold it, you're like, damn, this is a real Emmy, man. That's a real it's Emmy, man. It's crazy. I'm, I'm going to go get one of my little softball trophies that I got. <laughs> you know, man, you know? <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could win an Emmy. I ain't going to lie. I mean, shut up, dude. You, don't, don't listen That's to him. Hey, He's got a Super Bowl ring, group, man. It is going to get them shits out. No, yeah, no. Well, you know what, you know what, TD, to what you're saying is like, I won the Emmy for the Olympics, so that in itself is kind of like a little bit even more of an exclusive because the Olympics are only every four years. Four yeah. years, you yeah. know, and like you know, you have a Super Bowl every year, you have NBA Finals, you have World Series, you have Sports Center documentaries every year. So every year, you know, these shows or these 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 series or these people get you know submit their stuff every single year, but for for the Olympics. You can't submit it every year because it's only every four years. So, yeah, like, you have a, you have a, a, a compressed time frame. Yeah, you, and, and it's in theory, it's like limited people who ever win a, an, an Emmy for the Olympics or the World Cup. You know, because the World Cup yeah. obviously is every four that's years. What, that's what. So you, um, so you really you exclusive, exclusive. Like he's yeah, exclusive, yeah, yeah, exclusive. yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> like, not exclusive too, but people who win like an Emmy for like for the Olympics or the World Cup. It, it's not rare, but it, it, you're in a different, like, damn, you got the opportunity to actually win that one because it's every four years, you know? You, you walk up, into man. a room, you walk into a job interview, and you got a guy, everybody want an Emmy, but you can say, hey, I want an Emmy for working the, the Olympics. Yeah. They want to say, okay, I want to work with this guy because they could understand what you just explained. Like, he had a small time frame to be able to showcase his talents, and you're, yeah. able, you're able to win an Emmy doing that. That's impressive, bro. I ain't gonna lie. When I saw Ferb with the Emmy, I got kind of starstruck. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see Emmys, bro. Like, you said I got a Super Bowl ring. Look, bro, if I go win an Emmy, that means you're in the industry. Like, you're really making a difference when it comes to production, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're doing something, radio. Like, that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I it, it's cool. It, it, like I said, it was just, an, it was a cool feat, you know, a cool yeah. thing to, to do. And, and I guess, you know, it's got to be, other opportunities is open doors. People, you know, listen to me, you know, a little bit more. I made a huge impact at ESPN when I was there for those two years. Like, like, you know, people like literally were like, oh, okay. Like, let me listen to what he has to say. And, and, and to be honest, you know, I did, I did some things at ESPN that weren't never done. Like, you know, like there might've been some things that you guys seen that like, oh, we never seen that. And I probably either pitched it. Give us an example. Tell us, tell us. I want to hear 
One um an example is um I don't know if you guys follow the the Instagram ESPN account, but I'm the one who created what's good, the actual like the actual IGTV uh, show that yeah, ESPN yeah. has um with Trevor Scales. So they never had an original content show on IGTV. And when I got there, um I said it's like what do you guys what are you guys doing? Like you guys don't have like you know like a, a an original show to to like have on IGTV. All they did was just throw highlights at the highlights at the highlights at the yeah. highlights. Which is okay, which is cool. That's you know, that's where we were at, and you know, it's understandable. So I, what I did, it was like we needed a show, you know, and I created it from the top of my head. I, you know, I I got the name, I out of the idea what it would look like, you know, the whole nine. And at the end of the day, I I never forget like the second show that aired ever for what's good on IGTV, ESPN. It got three million views in like twenty four hours. That was the most. Yeah, that was like the most viewed IGTV like um whatever video that they've ever posted in the career of espn and i'm like how did i just go like like i mean ESPN, you know so i'm like that they had to have a following but I, it goes to show you that people were craving that kind of content people were looking yeah. for that content you know what i'm saying yeah that's so, what's up, man. so yeah no at the end of the day look i left and and it made an imprint and and it, it was it's there and it got sponsorship at the end and it got sales people at the end and, and you know it, it helped trevor you know different things and it helped people because i had people there who were like for 20 25 years at espn they were like man we've never seen a person come in so quick and make a difference and that's that's like that's well, like that to me at the end of the day is what means the most to me you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah how many people tell me that like damn you made a difference in this amount of time that's crazy. I was like, oh, cool, at man. This, at this place. At, at this place. place. Yeah, yeah, at this place because it's a monster, you know. ESPN's a monster, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hey, well, congrats, bro, on all the success, yeah, man, man and, and, and making it. Best of luck in this new endeavor now that you're in with FIBA, yeah. you know, yeah. keeping it keeping it going there, bro. But, yeah, it, you, you know, we have had some Emmy kind of you know we're used to 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 having you know some some important people come on the show here that's what i'm saying <laughs> you know but, uh, but uh, hey for real man congrats on that and, and now with, with this new with this new thing with fiba what uh, what exactly are you gonna is like your new what are you trying to carve in with fiba so now i'm with fiba um which is a great opportunity i mean obviously i'm a basketball junkie so that's that's within itself my my world um and basically what happened is like fiba Americas, which is this region, which is, you know, from Canada all the way to Argentina. Um, that's what we call Americas, 43 countries. Um, you know, they they moved their office from Puerto Rico to Miami and they wanted, you know, new people, um, a new vision, you know, a new way of thinking, you know, and being innovative. And uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, um, I saw an opportunity. I had a couple of people in the industry that worked at the NBA who worked with a couple of teams who were like, yo, you should take a look at it. I was like, cool. So I took a look at it and, you know, the marriage the marriage fit perfectly. Um, and now I'm responsible basically for all the content and the communication for this side of the world, per se. Like, so everything from Canada to Argentina, all the players, all the teams. So basically the Canadian basketball team, USA basketball, um, you know, Puerto Rican basketball, all that. All the events that go on on this side of the world, like, you know, if there's a, a tournament, you know, sanctioned by FIBA, all, I'm responsible for all that. Um, so it's probably, it is the biggest role I've ever had in my career. Like, I'm responsible for half a world. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, bro. No, yeah, no, no pressure. pressure yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 I've I brought over a couple, you know, things to the table that I'm looking to, 
to, you know, showcase and, and I'm tapping into all my people that I've, you know, known through my, through my career at, at Gatorade, at Nike, at Pepsi, all the NBA people I know and things like that to like partner up and create awareness and branding and stuff like that. Because when everybody thinks of FIBA, everybody thinks of Europe, you know, everybody thinks yeah, yeah, over, overseas, you know, they think about overseas. So my, my goal, which I just started basically a month and a half ago, two months ago is, um, my goal is to basically, I, I'm not going to compete against the NBA because the NBA is, is is the king, you know. But my goal is to, like, start from the bottom with the high school kids. So when these guys go, like, to U15 tournaments or U16 tournaments or U17 or U19 tournaments and represent the United States, they're aware that FIBA is the one, you know, there with them and helping them out and doing this and that. So um, that's my goal, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, you have people who, who – you know, who, who are in the NBA and WNBA and stuff like that, who played in FIBA tournaments and stuff like that, but they're in the NBA and they're in the WNBA already, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard, you know, because they're already at another level. And someone want to be associated, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, rest his soul, he was a big proponent of FIBA, you know, like yeah. he wanted to, like, like he wanted, I don't know why, it's just there was something in his, in his, like, personal goals to, like, make sure FIBA was recognized. Obviously, people don't know, but he played in Europe when he started off his career. Like yeah. 11, 10 years old, and 12 years old, he played. Yeah. I guess for him, that was like personal. It was at his heart, you know. And obviously, with his daughter, God rest, you know, God bless her. But she, he wanted her to like be just like him. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to make sure to open up that game for the women, which is some, you know, very important for for the NBA and obviously for the WNBA for FIBA to continue to open the door for women. So that's my goal, man. You know, to make sure that the branding people recognize FIBA. Um, you know, that I go on platforms like these, I go on shows and tell them, hey, look, FIBA's here. You know, it's, you know, for all the ballers out there, the, the office is open in Miami. The doors are, are open. You're more than welcome to come check it out, talk, whatever initiatives, community service, community events that you have, and just, you know, come, you know, come work. Nice, man. You think you can give us a tour? Yeah, whenever you guys want, man. Where that's a word. Office in, the new office is in Coconut Grove, man. It's in the Grove. Nice, oh, nice. What, oh, oh, you're in my neighborhood. I'm there. Yeah. All right, cool. No, yeah, man. You guys are welcome, man. That's For sure. Time, I'm down. Well, Let well, me ask you, though. You, you, were telling, you were telling me before we started that uh, you started working at FIBA like three days before the whole pandemic blew up, right? That's crazy. So, so how <laughs> Well, how no, do you handle that, man? Like, what, what, how was the organization handled all of this? Well, I've only been to the new office one time, mm-hmm. and I barely don't even know the whole team, to be honest. Yeah. With you. you know what I'm saying? Because I've been either through this or Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever. So it's like, you know, it is. It hasn't been hard because I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm just, oh, I'm oblivious to the role I'm in. But it's been hard to, like, connect little by little. But, I mean, I'm good. I'm cool with it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm no, I know what I'm doing. I'm trying to, you know, make a difference, you know. Um, I got a couple, of, you know, things in the works. I've started, you know, kind of on the social media platforms that we have, started doing some IG lives with a couple of the players, um, some Q&As with a couple of the players. I actually have a – I got set up um, Kia Nurse. So she's the WNBA player for the New York Liberty, who also nice. who's, Can- who's Canadian and represents the Canadian national team. She's one of three women signed to Jordan brand. So I'm gonna have her. I'm hopefully an IG live with her in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so we're gonna yeah. So I'm gonna talk to her about that. That's cool, game, you know, and I'm gonna talk about Jordan. Obviously signed to Jordan, the Last Dance, because obviously yeah. I'm probably watching. 
So, you know, it's, it's, those are the things, like I said, those are the things that I want to try to connect even at, during this time when I can't even like go to the office. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You know, it's funny because we're with all this quarantine, man, it's, there's a lot of people, people that, you know, just started, still haven't met anybody are trying to do things and, and we're all learning how to work from home at the same time. So that's a challenge, but you mentioned last dance though, that's gotta be helping out getting some buzz about, you know, what's going on with basketball and everything like that. Like that's got to get some people excited. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I was, I, for me, I grew up a heat fan and mm. I obviously you and I, we watched the Jordan years. We watched all that stuff. And man, like as a kid growing up, I respected Jordan. I hated Jordan cause he was doing all that shit to the heat. You know, it was always like, you know, we were the little brother that just never stood a chance against those bulls teams, you know? Yeah, I don't know about you. Were you a, a Heat fan? Were you one of those Bulls nah. fans? What were you, man? Uh, so first of all, I, I'm Miami everything except okay. except baseball. Like I yeah. said, I'm an A <laughs> fan because the baseball wasn't here when I was a kid. Now, as far as the Heat and basketball, Heat all the way. You know what I'm saying? I have a great relationship with the team, and I hated Jordan and I hated Kobe. I'm not gonna lie. Really? I hated both uh, of them. Like man. hated him, but. but <laughs> But hold on. So the grace he hated. But but boy, I respected him, man. I respect yeah. both of those guys. Like I respect them like there's nothing in the game because they played the game hard and like to win. You know what I'm saying? Like they played the game to like basically they were killers, you know, like people say, we're yeah. killers on the court, man. And I'm a mentality, bro. Yeah. yeah, at the end, that's what you want as, as as somebody on your team. And like I play ball, so like I play with like some of some of those guys that had that mentality and they're like, oh, let's we got to win this game no matter what, at what cost. So it's like, you want a teammate like that on your team. You know what I'm saying? And man, those guys, they were just great, man. You, yeah, I hated them because they beat my team and because you couldn't beat them. You know what I'm saying? But man, they, I respected the shit out of those guys. So they were awesome, man. They were great. So what about the whole LeBron MJ side? Do you, do you, do you side with LeBron because of your hatred for Jordan growing up? Because to be honest, I kind of, Gus is a big Gus. Wait, wait, Gus is right. No, there. Gus is right there. <laughs> it takes me a while, dude. Every time. Uh, so Gus over here, he's always been. He's wearing a Space Jam T-shirt. He's always, you know, all over uh, Michael Jordan. I like to just push buttons and I like to piss him off and I'll, you know, I'll tell him I'll send him shit that LeBron did. You know that, you know, why he's better and stuff like that. But I, I understand they're two different eras. And like the more I do that to Gus, the more I started leaning towards LeBron. But then I watched this last dance, and I'm just like, "Fuck, man, it's kind of hard, bro." Like I don't know, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. Where, where are you on that one? Are you uh, you siding with Gus or are you uh, Team LeBron? No, I'm 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 with Gus. I'm MJ. MJ's the goat, man. MJ's yeah. the goat. Um, it's hard to compete against them you know what i'm saying like the guy went to every nba finals and won every nba finals he went to um but i don't think it's just that i think it's just the way he played the game you know and like and he didn't have no friends on the court he was like f you guys i'm, <laughs> I'm trying to kill you man i'm trying to beat you man you know what i'm saying um but lebron but LeBron, lebron's lebron's like i think lebron is different because there has never been an athlete or a basketball player um like him you get what I'm saying? Like he literally could play all five positions. You know, he he he's a monster. You know, at the end of the day, he's a, he's a beast. You know, his body is made for football, not basketball. 
but <laughs> but, but he runs a four, two, three, four, whatever the hell he runs and dribbles the ball and dunks and flies and passes and he's got great eye coordination and XYZ that made him an one of the top 15, 10 basketball players ever. You know what I'm saying? So I I prefer I want Marlon Sam Jays to go until somebody, you know, does what he did. But you know, LeBron's up there, man. LeBron, you know, LeBron, LeBron's up there. And, and I it's funny you mentioned that because every time I have a I had these conversations a lot at ESPN because you got people from different walks of life there. Yeah. And I, and and shooting guard wise, for me it's Jordan, Kobe, and Wade. Those are the three best shooting guards of all time. You know, like Jordan, Kobe, and Wade in that order. Um, You know, other people are like, oh, Reggie Miller, oh, Clyde Drexler, oh, this and I was like, I don't think no man. That's a solid three. That's a solid three right there. But Jordan, Kobe, and Wade is like, man, like it's hard. You know, it's hard. And I, if if Wade would have won two more, if like if he would have, if he LeBron and Wade would have like swept all four. I don't know. Wade could have been pushing for number two, you know, be be all well, time. And, and when they when they won in 06, remember he was injured like the season before and after, pretty much. Yeah. They could have they could have three-peated that. Yeah. Yeah. Five, you know, they could have gone five oh five, oh six, oh seven. Yep. So but, so I know I remember who, who got UD got hurt and Wade got hurt, right? Or got suspended. I forgot. Wait, you, UD yeah. probably got suspended when he was uh Protecting Wade from a uh, psycho P. Yeah, I know what I know something like that happened, and then like that's why we lost game seven against the Pistons. I think it was. I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I tell you, man. Just but watching this, watching this last dance, yo, it's got it. it I guess. I mean, all right. For for starters, I mean, I grew up on ESPN. I grew up on on yeah. on that era and everything, but I didn't have. Like what we have now, in the sense, like, oh, I wanted to know what happened in the '93 finals. You know, like it's like you could just, bro, just hop on, Google it, get a whole rundown. You can watch a bunch of videos and stuff. Everybody talking about it. So as it was happening live back in the day, it's like you 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 absorbed it in that moment, and then you didn't have anything else afterwards other than conversations and stuff like that. So I guess revisiting and watching a lot of this stuff, like, man, I. I'm gonna be honest. I feel like I downplayed a lot of the stuff that Jordan did watching this. You know, like <laughs> I'm just—he downplayed, downplayed the goat. <laughs> I, I downplayed the goat, but more than anything, I think—I mean, I always gave props to Jordan, and everything, but I think the one—the one thing so far. I mean, we're what six episodes into the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that stood out the most to me is just more than Michael being the goat, and and that, that is bro. Phil Jackson has got to be like the most all-time best coach in anything, bro. Like I can't. Uh, the, the I think that what was the stat that they gave? He's had two losing seasons in his career. Eleven championships, I think, is the final yeah. tally. Um, it's insane. And and then what they lost? What two? I think he lost two with the Lakers. It's just, bro. Like the fact that he was able. And again, you, the whole last dance takes place in '98, right? That's where it's cutting yeah. off. And you look at everybody who was involved in that in that production with Pippen, yeah. Rodman, Jordan, everybody. The only person that had success after '98 was was him. Oh, yeah. and, and that just reg- a little bit of success, not winning one title. No, like he, like you could do a whole documentary on just what he did with the Lakers. It's insane. Like I and I always I was because I was always under the argument like ah well he coached MJ you know he had MJ he had Kobe he had Shaq. 
But there's a lot that goes on to with these personalities and these types of athletes that you have to, like the way he handled Rodman in that episode, you know, and how he, it's like, yo, just take your 48 hours and turn into more. Yeah, that won't happen nowadays. No, no, you can't. Yeah. You can't. That won't happen on no basketball team, on no football on team, on no was the Martin Lee Robinson. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ron Artest is a good one, and he was a great. Ron Artest too. was the Martin Lee Robin, so he he could he definitely couldn't got away with that stuff. Yeah, man, I tell yeah. you, Tyler Bartes, Did you guys ever see the Ron Artest documentary on Showtime? No, I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, I gotta see no. that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch that. Right. That was really good. That was good. That was good. Outside you know, of, I can't uh, wait. You're not gonna watch it. You're not gonna watch it. Bro, I watch. I watch anything sports. All right, don't give me shit. Just because I don't watch your Ozark and your weird <laughs> shows that you always tell me to watch. I watched Tiger King. I fucking hated it, but I watched it. And I, you know, I watch my sports. So I'm watching Last Dance, man. Which, by the way, episode five was the best fucking episode of the whole series so far. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I, I, I could agree. I could agree that that um, like. Between episode five and six, I mean the music, you know, like I was talking to God, like the music, yeah. man, vintage hip hop at that yeah. era, that time, you know, yeah. you put it like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm from Miami, and look, we talk if we talk Miami, we talk about Trick, we talk about, <laughs> yeah, we talk about Luke, you know, we talk about the old school stuff here, but man, you know, what I'm saying like when you talk when you open up the episode with with Nas, if I read yeah, the man. world, I'm like. Oh, cool. yeah. Okay, I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Immediately took me back to middle school, wearing my, my black pinstripe Jordan jersey, playing ball in the back of McMillan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But but the, but like for me, like as yeah. a like a, 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 a you know a director, a producer, all that, like that was so perfect because like yeah. I'm gonna tell you like detail wise, it's like they got the aerial shot of Madison Square Garden, and then you got the music. If I rule the world, coming in, it's like oh, this is. Iconic. This is like oh, yeah. what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? It got right away. It's got me like, all right, I want to watch what's going on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So but, that's why uh, I always say I was sports and entertainment is synonymous. You know what I'm saying? Like we mm-hmm. always say it's like ballers want to be rappers and rappers want to be ballers, and it's it's yeah. it, you know it's it, it's hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? Hand in hand. I tell you, man. I think I, only Master P can the, cinema, the cinematography <laughs> is awesome, man. Yeah, the cinematography is great, man. Like. I, Oh, it's yeah. crazy how they had all that footage in the vault, and they had so many years to bring this out, and they feel like 2020 was the perfect time to do it. Well, I don't know. Did you guys hear the story? You know, they could have did, did it when you retired. Did you hear the story? Why? Why? No, tell us why. Well, so what I you know read a couple of things, and you know people have told me a couple of things, and I've read a couple of things. So Jordan, his last season, didn't want that. He didn't want to record nothing. He didn't. He's like, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to do this. Not me. So I think his agent or his manager or somebody at that time basically told him one thing, one sentence was like, we should just record, even if you don't want to use it or do nothing with it, because 40 years from now, we could show your grandkids you were the best player in the world. And then he was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. And then yeah, that, that'd get him. Yeah, yeah, wanted, and then, he wanted to make sure that legacy stands though. Yeah. <laughs> so he did it. And then in 2016, I think it was after LeBron won the title. He was like, I think he called his agent and he was like, all right, let's 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 do this documentary. So I think he was like, well, Yeah, he was like, right, let, me remind, let me remind everybody who the real goal is. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and they were and they were released it originally. Go ahead. No, I'm saying make sure I'm sure when he made that phone call, he was like, let's get the right team to 
edit it. They see it the right the people do the music. They do the right people to do the 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 soundtrack. Like he wanted to make sure when they put this out there and the platform that they use, it was gonna get the audience that they're begging for. And yeah, because I'm sure you could have put it on you. I'm sure you could have put it on Hulu. You could have put it on Netflix. You could have put all these other platforms. But he knew uh, ESPN was gonna be the perfect one because obviously they're the worldwide sports and. The way they would have made uh, did the trailers, it would have sucked people. So I think it was perfect. Yeah. I'm telling you, though, like no, it, the production wise has been phenomenal. But I thought it was funny the timing, and we talked about this last week, uh, Gus, when I when we were signing off in the last episode, yeah. was that this was supposed to come out during the NBA Finals. Yeah, the season mm-hmm. where LeBron was expected to make you know another record appearance, going for a th- you know third different team winning it, like. Damn, that's like a that's, and you know they that was his call on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Let's put this out at that time. Let's get let's get all the attention away from LeBron and put it back on on me. You know, so that, wow. that's just sinister, I didn't that. man. That's I didn't sinister. think about that because right now we're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah we you are know, in the playoffs right the, now too. I didn't even think about that. The crazy, the crazy thing is that I don't. I think as as we speak right now, the last episode, last episode, it's not even done yet. Oh shit! Oh. It's not even edited yet. It's not even done. I know that they just finished the ninth one, I think. They just finished the ninth episode. Matter of fact, two days before everything got shut down, like two days before, like they were interviewing John Stockton. Oh, shit. So it wasn't even, yeah. It wasn't even finished. Damn. Well, I mean, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, episode five to me was the best because that's Mm. the first time for me that I got like, all right, episodes one, two, three, and four felt like a 30 for 30 doc. I've seen all those videos. I've watched all that stuff. I've heard some of those stories that I hadn't heard some of those stories. But, man, that, that episode five, like, those first five minutes. So, so but how so how did the footage leak? What? Yo, TD's shit's like, fuck, slap. TD, try, try, TD, disconnect real quick and then get back on, man. Because you're, you're, you're breaking up real bad. There we go. All right. There you go. But um, but I was saying, man, those first five minutes of, of episode five, when when you see Jordan in the locker room talking to Tim Hardaway and um, fuck, I forgot who. Yeah, was yeah. There. Well, and, Mag- um, yeah, just yeah, William Magic came in and all that yeah. stuff. And he's yeah, like, think- oh, and he's telling him, man, man that 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 nineteen year old Laker kid, man, like he's coming, he's gonna be trying all of us one on one. He's gonna be coming after us, like. That yeah. shit I had never seen before. That's, yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that's the footage people have never seen. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's to me was what I've been waiting for with this thing more than anything. Like I've enjoyed the first four episodes, but those first five minutes of episode of episode five, where you see that you see the the the, the them walking by each other in the hallways talking. Like that to me was just man, we just, like Gus and I have a thing we we call it spawner, bro. It's that sports boner, bro. I was just fucking, I was just like, oh damn, dude, this is what I was waiting for, man. No, no, <laughs> it, it was awesome. I think the it, first, I'll never, I, I, I won't forget. Like after the first break, ep- uh, commercial break, it was like 19 minutes in, and I text my buddy at ESPN. I'm like, yo, wow, and like I told him, how much money did we, do you, or did you guys spend for all the music you just used in the first 19 minutes because they went in. They used Trap yeah. Quest, yep. Nas, and they used something else, I think it was. But I was like, whoa. Special Ed, Outcast. Yeah, yeah, oh, every, yeah I mean, every, they use everything. They use everything. No, I definitely dig the vibe of, of what they're doing with the music and everything like that. Like yeah. I said, oh, uh, actually, since you're, you're a cinematography guy, you're a you know, director and other stuff, 
all I, there's been a few times I don't remember what episode it was, but there's been a few times where they've like a lot of this old Jordan footage from like the eighties and stuff is grainy as shit, you know, and it hasn't been like uh, remastered or anything like that. But there's been a few times in the documentary where they've shown old stuff. I don't know if it's like it almost looks CGI to a sense. Like I don't know if it's like they <laughs> they, they, they they like they washed it in in high definition or something. I don't know. But there was one scene I think where they just I, I man it might have been the Elo shot when they when they showed a different angle where they rushed the the the, the court and mm -hmm. they're all there and you see it from like the back of Jordan's head and he's like celebrating everything. Yo, that looks like an HD like like that was shot last week, but that was an actual like remastered shot or something. I don't know how I'm not the director, the cinematographer guy like you, but is is that something that 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 is being done? Can be done? Is that like it seems ridiculous that you can like make all these old school things look new? Because I'm 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 used to seeing that grainy shit, man, and to see it like looking so nice, I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> no, there's, well, there's actually there's actually a few programs now, man, that do some some crazy like like. Uh, you run it through it like that you run the the footage through that program uh -huh. and i don't know what it does you know i ain't no expert on that like technicality of it but it like it enhances it enhances all the pixels and it brings yes. the color and all that stuff that's that's like some that's other level, like, technology like that people encode those programs and shit but they have a few pro they have a few programs like that now man that you could run some old footage through and you could be like Boom, you know, make it make some make some crazy, crazy footage. Yeah, but you guys have seen it though. You've noticed yeah. it in the documentary. It's been a few times where you're like, oh, that shit looks too nice to be 1989 or 1991. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, yeah. damn, okay, what's up? Like, I mean, this movie magic. Yes, out of here. ESPN <laughs> is Disney, bro. They just called up George Lucas and like, yo, how'd you make Princess Leia look 20 again? Like, yeah, but. I mean, that's that's been my personal favorite thing. Was like I said, that episode yeah. five gave me everything I wanted. I don't know about about you, TD. What what's been your favorite thing in the so far and through six episodes? What stands out to you the, the Rob, most? The, the Rodman episode. The, the Rodman episode was my favorite episode, uh, giving us an insight of how Phil Jackson handled that whole situation. Uh, we all knew uh, Dennis was complex, uh, but we never knew how Phil to handle his. His issues that were on the court because Dennis Rodman was toxic. You know, he was in a way, not in a menace, like in a menacing way, but he had issues that he was facing and to get Phil Jackson to understand him because they had a relationship with Indians and all that stuff that, that, that how yeah. he explained because he had like some type That's of thing wrong. spiritual stuff. Uh, that, that right there locked in Rodman and, <laughs> and that what gave, that what gave Robin the, the confidence in Phil Jackson. Like, okay, I can be myself. And I believe I'm a personal believer that Robin wasn't on that team. They were the one that made championships, bro. Like Robin, Robin was like the cheat code. Yeah, know It's funny that TD says that because you know you look back at some of Robin's stats, man. It was like two points, twenty nine rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> He did yeah, I, remember, I remember one time. I remember. I, I think it was for the Spurs. Right? I know. I don't think it was for the Bulls. I remember it was like five points, thirty nine rebounds. Yeah. It's like, man, he's basically doing the dirty work. He's basically yeah. doing the work other people don't want to do, and he's helping the team win because you need a rebound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That wasn't just offensive rebound. That was defensive rebounds too. Like to me, I think Rodman is one of the most underrated basketball players ever. Man. Because his heart, time, yeah, and his heart is, is like to no one, man. He, he had heart for the game. 
Yeah. Yeah, and he he actually cared about his players. And I feel like the Detroit Pistons was the team that he really had a, the best relationship with because you could tell how he was talking on there, how he cared about uh you know Isaiah Thomas and you know the other guys. But I think he was able to be himself with the Chicago Bulls. And a lot of people don't they they misunderstand that part. But you said it best. You know, those 20, you know, two points, 29 rebounds. Just think about those 29 rebounds. Jordan at least Jordan at least got, you know, 30 points with those 20 rebounds. You know what I'm saying? So it's that's how you when you think about the numbers, that's but that's how that's how it happens. You know, those, re, those yeah, rebounds yeah. won a lot of games. I yeah. love I love watching Rodman. Like that that second three P, I was definitely yeah, like I said, I was a heat guy, but out of the three guys, you know, the Pippen, Jordan, and, and Rodman, I always liked watching Rodman. He was obviously visually different. He was colorful, animated. You know, he had all this personality and stuff. But as far as the style of game, man, like, I mean, the only other guy that I could think was a comparable rebounder like that was, you know, Charles Barkley back in the day. But even then, it was just, it, like, Rod, the worm, bro. Like, he made it, like, look like an art form, you know what I'm saying? And and then, if you remember, he signed the contract with Converse. He had, like, Converse shoes back in the day that were called the Worms, and they were, like, kind of funny-looking shit, too. Mm-hmm. I had a pair of those, man. That's not, you know, I I, I was like, yo, those Jays are nice, but, yo, get, I want some of those Worms, yo. Let me get some of those, man. Like, I liked I liked his – I've always admired, and, and I like those type of players. That's I, I think that's also another reason why – you know, I know everybody's a big Wade fan and everything, but I've always been, you know, Udonis Haslam has always been the guy that I've, you know, respected the most on the on the Heat. You know what I'm saying? Because he's made the sacrifices, done those things, does the dirty work, even though you know he doesn't get on the floor as much anymore. But still, he, he's paid his dues, and, and he did the stuff that nobody wanted to do. As an enforcer, yeah. and Rodman, man, Rodman had or, everybody's back on that team. Or UD, he's the all-time leading rebounder for the Heat. Yeah. He's the all-time leading, he's the all-time franchise leading rebounder. So he goes exactly. to show you. I mean, he he rebounded his ass off you know, <laughs> during the 15, 16 years. You know what I'm saying? So I dig it, man. And, but you know what? You he made a long, you he, he made a long-term investment, taking a pay cut. You know, knowing yeah. that he wasn't going to be yeah. the number one player on the team, but in the long run, he was going to take care of him because he's going he's going to always be attached to the program, and that's yeah. that's generational. So his oh, yeah. family, family is going to be able to. And he'll tell you, he'll tell you himself, like I have, like I have it in my documentary. He'll tell you himself, like it all started from like when high school at Miami high, him playing for Frank Martin, because Frank, like, you know, got him with that mindset that, you know, play hard, you know, and trust me, you're going to, you're going to, you're, you're going to make some noise, you know, you're going to be successful. And, you know, in, the, in my documentary, he says that, you know, UD says, you know, he was one of the best coach. Frank Martin's one of the best coaches I've ever played for, you know, and, that's a high, that was his high school coach. Imagine, so how much impact it had on his career, even to right now. And well, we, when we talked to Frank, Frank, you know, had nothing but kind words to say about UD and everything like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm sure the feeling was mutual. But it's I I gravitated towards those guys, man. I don't know. That was just my style. Even when I'm playing like NBA 2K, man. I you know I'm in the park and I'm like I just I like hanging out trying to grab some rebounds I let the other guys score man that's just you know that's just the way I like to play man I don't know but uh but yeah I, I've so far I mean I can't really man there's there's nothing that I can really complain or or pick at with the documentary but one thing another thing that opened my eyes though is um I don't remember if it was episode five or six but when they were talking about being like Mike like would you want to be Oh, that was um, yeah, episode six. That was six? episode six, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, there's no fucking way I would want to be that Michael Jordan in that life, bro. Like that, it was. It got to a point, you know, like especially that third, uh, that that last year, the first three peat, man. That's you're a robot, man. I feel like by by '98 when he was in that ever, like I feel like he had a little more, you know, kind of flexibility, a little more, a little more control, I guess. I don't know, or used to it. That maybe he was able. I don't know. We'll find out in the next few episodes, but. Dude, the shit he was going through in 93, man, like, no. Like, you can't, ah, hell no, dude. I can't do that, man. Like, he, when he's just chilling on the couch, you know, he's like, I'm just going to watch TV all day. Like, but you're Michael Jordan, dude. You can't, ah, you don't think of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Bro, he, he, was, he was living that corona life before all of us. <laughs> <laughs> For I mean, real, man. Think, it's nuts, man. It's nuts to see all, all of that happen to him. He, yeah, think about it. He's in the spotlight 24-7, man. He just wants to like relax man he just wants some downtime he just wants you know some alone time you know and it's hard you know i i, I know you know I've, I've come across i know a few you know professional you know players and stuff like that these guys don't want to talk about basketball you know like that's, yeah. that's that's actually how i built some of my best relationships with some of these guys because i tell them yo look i don't want to talk about, about basketball let's talk about how you you know let's talk about how you're doing you know your family you know you're good you know like How's how's you know how's the city treating you or wherever you're at you know things like that because they talk about basketball twenty four seven you know because yeah. I'll be honest you know there's some people in the media which I work in the media you know for most of my career they're just not genuine you know they're not they're not authentic they just want to get the story and that's it you know um, yeah. and you know that's never been my like my my like my goal and my my thing like you know I I prefer more to connect with the person and the individual and always remember. You know something like unique about them. You know what I'm saying? And and that, I've, like I said, I've developed you know relationships with all type of players. You know, in the NFL, in the NBA, baseball players, Major League Baseball players, and and like I through this whole time, you know, like and during like the whole Corona, whatever quarantine, we be texting each other and da da. You know, and it's like you know it's it's love. You know, it's like it's different. You know, and like oh you know what you, you what, have you heard what's happening with the NBA? I don't want to hear that shit. Then you don't want to hear about the NFL or the NBA. <laughs> Or they don't want to hear about that, you know. They don't because they're programmed their minds twenty four seven to talk all day about that, or have a question or microphone in their face talking all, all day about that, you know. Yeah, every press conference, the first question. So, is this your last season? Like they, yeah. when they're showing that, and it's like, yeah, bro, you're, yeah, I know you're. Yeah. He's gonna give you a different answer this time that he hasn't given yeah, and, you. And be honest, if you ask any like pro player, like that you get, you know, you have on or you get a good, you know, conversation going with. You ask them, like, who who are your most, like, you know, intimate people that you speak to or, like, when you want them to know somebody? And they'll either tell you, A, their best friends that they grew up with, you know, like, that really just their boys, boys, or B, that reporter or that writer that they've developed a personal relationship with, you know, like, that is beyond, like, you know, just basketball or football and this and that and the third. Like, you know, Kobe had a few of those relationships across ESPN, you know, that he developed with certain people who were in LA, who worked in ESPN, who, while, while he was there, X, Y, Z, it was more than just like, Oh, did you score? I thought you scored 40 or this and then the third, like, you know, uh, people will tell you, or you hear about those stories and be like, Oh, you know, he would text those reporters at the middle of the night. Like, Hey, how's your daughter? Or Hey, how's your family? Because it was more to them than basketball. And those are the relationships he really, really, really like kept, you know, kept going. Yeah. They, I've 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 been you know obviously a sports fan my whole life and everything so a good part of my life was looking up to these guys and being a fan first 
and then doing Lemon City now for shit like five years now, almost more than that now, Gus, right? Really almost. good. It's been almost. Five, it's gonna be five years in September. Yeah, almost five years now. We've been fortunate that we've been able to meet, you know, a bunch of people, cover a ton of events. You know, I've I've stood next to Roger Federer. You know, I've hung out next to some uh, big time NFL guys. You know, and Michael Jordan. And exactly as I was getting to um, last year, last year I was at a spring training game for the Marlins, and I was checking. You know, they were X-raying my bag, and all of a sudden behind me walks Michael Jordan, yeah. and I was like, what? And then he goes into the, I was like, I was like nah, nah. And at first, I didn't even, you know, like, put it together. I was like, so I tell my partner, my the reporter who I'm with, you know, I'm doing photography. And I'm like, yo, I'm like 99% sure that was Michael Jordan who just walked by us. And because uh, all I heard him say was, I'm here to see Derek. And that's it. And then I'm like, what? And they just let him go through. So we go into the room where they're giving out the credentials. We're going, we're there early to pick up our pass. And I texted Augustus just yesterday, I think. And I was there and I'm like, looking at him, I'm like, oh shit, it's fucking Joe. He's standing right next to me, you know? And, and I'm, I'm, since I started doing Lemon City, I've been very, very to a T. Like, I don't, I don't mess with the athletes. Like, I, I, I've, I've learned real quick, like what you just said, like these guys answer the same questions all the time. They, they go through this whole thing. Like, I've had to separate that fandom and put it aside as a little kid, even though I'm, like, standing there and the little kid in me is like, yo, I have your jersey, man, you know, and all this stuff. But I've had to be, you know, professional. And I just give them their space. I don't say anything. I just, you know, um, if there's an opportunity to talk about something, I have to ask something, obviously. But if it's just a casual thing, yo, even at that moment there where there's this freaking icon, this goddess of demigod almost, you know, who's standing there. And I'm just like... And all I could get out was like, what's up, Mike? That's all I said. I was inside. He just looks at me and he's like, just nodding. I was like, and I was, uh, I was telling Gus as I was watching the, the last dance, I'm like, damn, everybody was like going crazy to like try to, you know, touch mm -hmm. him or this, that. And I was like, I told Gus, I was like, damn, yo, I think I should have asked for like a fist bump, bro. I kind of missed an opportunity <laughs> there. I, I think it would have been pretty dope just to be like, what's up, Mike? Just throw out the little fist and get a little fist bump back. Like, you know, like seeing how, how, how sacred it was to, to, to see, you know, but I don't know. Wasn't, uh, I'll have to wait till next time I run into Michael Jordan at <laughs> some random ass place like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, mean, I, never, I never been, I never been starstruck by no, no athlete, actually. I stood, I stood next to LeBron when he was here, you know, Wade, all those guys. I'll tell you who I was struck, like starstruck by Will Smith. I'll never forget. Oh, like, shit. yeah, I was like, oh shit, that's fucking Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's what I <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, holy shit, that's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And that was like, woof. That was like maybe like 15 years ago, man, that I saw that I saw Will Smith. We were in the yeah. studio, um, very intimate setting, so it wasn't like everybody around. So it was like, he literally looked at me. He's like, hey, what's up, man? And I'm like, hey, what's up? And like, I was like, oh, shit. That. Like, man, I was like, oh, shit, Will Smith. What's Philadelphia right there? Yeah, yeah. So, but, <laughs> not, kind of yeah, yeah. But, but not athletes, I mean, like I said, not not really ever starts. I mean, I guess because I knew a lot of them, you know, as a, at, at a young age, you know, I knew, yeah. a couple, I knew a couple guys that I played with who went to college and they played, you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, you know, they would come back and say, man, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of this media shit. Answering these questions. I don't want to deal with this. So, you know, it's like, you know, it's it, it's tough for the man. It's, it's day in and day out. Answering questions over and over and over and over, man. Yeah. So, that, well, TDs, yeah. 
another one like you, man. I mean, his he was born into a football family over there, man. His cousin's Frank Gore. He played at the U, knew all these guys, you know, so. No, which, by the way, he sent to the Jets today, no? Yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. Oh. Yo, hey, he's got the cure for COVID, right? Because, like, nothing's slowing that guy <laughs> down, man. Like, that dude is just 17 years, man, you know? I asked, not, I asked I texted him. I texted him and I asked him, is this the last dance? He said, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask him what nah, I asked hey, I ain't going to lie. I used to, man, I remember seeing him play at um at Coral Gables. Yes. Coral Gables he went. Yep. Man, I was like, boy, this kid's a monster. Telling you, man. <laughs> like I, I think he held the right. He held the record like for rushing three years in a row for two thousand yards or something like that. Right? It was. I think it yeah, was, yeah, he, yeah. I remember. Like, he had like a thousand was, yards. He, he got a thousand yards in three games. Yeah, I remember that because I was like, like, like I remember because at that time I was yeah. playing basketball. I was playing high school basketball, so I was I, like, you know, like yeah. some high school guys were always around each other, and I was like. This kid just who is this freaking kid? This kid's a monster, bro. Like monster. And I'm like, because I remember him, and then I remember um who's the kid that went to Southridge, man. I forget that was the other running back. Um Tenard Davis. Tenard Davis. Jason Davis. <laughs> who? Jason, Jason Davis. Yeah. Jason Davis. I think it was something, but so it was like two kids from down south who were like monsters. I was like, yo, monsters. Yeah. these kids were these like, like, I was like, crazy, 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 crazy. Matter of fact, you're probably, thinking, you know how to, you're probably you know, about, you're probably thinking about, you're probably thinking about, uh, his name was Darrell Shepard. He went to Columbus. He was a big yeah. back. He was really big, like Eddie yeah. George. But yeah, well, I'll, I, tell you, I, I'll tell you, what, I'll, take, I'll take you guys way back, right? You know who I used to go see as a kid in high school? No, well, I wasn't in high school, I was in elementary, and I used to go see him play in like during practice because my cousin used to play on that team Rohan Davy. I used to go see him play at HML. Yeah. So, right. so Rohan Davy, yeah. That's that's how I started like being around athletes and he was like the number one recruited one of the number one recruited football players in the country at that time yeah. because he went to LSU obviously yeah. and played quarterback and they played yeah. for the Patriots but like I would go and see him in the locker room or see him at practice and I'm like wow like this kid's like yeah. I, I'm, I'm like ten years old. I'm like twelve years old. Like, <laughs> seven. These guys like five years older than me, right? And I'm like, yo, I want to be hit. I want to be like that height and that big when I'm like, <laughs> this shit ain't gonna happen. But boy, like he was, and that's how like be, I would see that, and I'm be like, man, like this kid, like he's seventeen, and reporters all up in the locker room, and they want to talk to him, and this guy, and then, and then I'm like, damn, and he, Rohan was a monster. Like Rohan Davy boy, he was a monster. You know. Yeah, I remember him. I appreciate the love, Danny. I'm glad you were starstruck when you saw me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, bro. Uh, actually, uh, another old school names. Um, I think there was a guy I was. I went to middle school with Keenan Lawhorn, and we went. To, I, I think he's actually the coach of HML football right now. Oh, but man. back in like like when we were in high school, he I, he went to Coral Park. He had a, all the records, and then Frank Gore came in like right after him the year after. But they were around that same time. And uh, Lauren, he played um, up at Central Michigan. He went for for to play in college and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I mean, in that era, there was a lot of guys like that, man. You know, you you watched them. You, you're like, yeah, I, I, I knew that dude, man. You know, and but see, at my high school though, I was at Braddock. For, like, I only did the half a year at Goldman. That was my junior year. But um, the other years I was at Braddock, and I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't really remember anybody from Braddock. Nah, Braddock, Braddock I, ain't, I don't want to burst your bubble, but Braddock wasn't that good. No, they never, 
they were good Braddock. back then, but I don't even know if they're I good now. The, I forgot Braddock had a high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I couldn't forget. I lived literally right across the street from it, so I was like, fuck. No, nah, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> nah, like, I, during my time, like, when I was there, like, for football, it was definitely, definitely, like, Carroll City. Yeah. Know, definitely Jackson, you know, definitely Southridge, you know. Um, then you had Coral Gables here and there, you know. And in Miami High, it was good at football. Went to, yeah, the West, obviously, Northwest. Um, and then for basketball, it was obviously Miami High. It was two years, it was us. Um, and then you had, like, American, because they had James Jones, who played. Um, you had you had Dillard at the time, a couple, because they had Keon Dooling, who played up in Dillard. Um, so a couple guys, you know. So, they, I mean, they, they it was spread out. But for basketball, it was a little bit more, like, you know, um, kind of here and there. But, obviously, Miami High was king. So wait, so so you're so you're the big, you know, you're connected with Miami. Who's the Miami OG like the basketball? Who's who's our Michael Jordan from down here? Who's the uh... our Michael in Miami? In Miami. Born Miami. Born is, yeah. is UD. Is UD. UD? Uh, yeah, it's, it's UD. I mean, okay. the guy is he's the old, he's a real, he's a real he's like he's a real G, man. Oh UD's a real G. Like he's a real he's real as real as they come, man. Like he keeps it 100, you know, and like James Jones is from down here. I respect him. You know, yeah. even, even Stephen Blake, you know, when he played down yeah. here, you know, I respect him. You know, all those guys, Brandon Knight played down here. He's from down here. Keon's from down here. You know what I'm saying? But, but UD, man, he's, 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 he's an OG, man. Like he was, you know, he, he got, he had his click, he had a circle and he, he kept it, you know, you know, he kept it 100 with a lot of people. But as far as like high school though, was that, is, is he the, most decorated high school Miami guy. I mean, that's the thing. Like when you think that, it, that that's a little. Hard. I mean, could be. A, I know it's a loaded question. I mean, yeah, we gotta could, go back. Be, could be because he won three NBA titles. But don't let's not forget Mitch Richmond played down here. You know, See, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Richmond played down here, but but he never I won forgot. titles. Yeah, he never won titles like UD did. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So but it's, it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's kind of you know. I, I think UD yeah, high school wise. I mean. I mean, decorate like best high school player basketball. Yeah, like strictly had. high school, strictly high yeah, school. Yeah, probably best is is probably Doug Edwards. Is probably the best yeah. basketball player. Like after like watching a lot of his stuff after doing the documentary, I was like, this man's. It was mentioned. It was 1988, 89. And at that time, people yeah. were saying that he would come out of high school straight to the NBA, and that wasn't even a thought at that time. You know. Yeah. So like that's how good he was. You know, I mean, he was he was rated number two, and he was ahead of Shaq. Shit. Yeah, he was ahead of Shaq. It's a pretty good name. So, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was he was a phenomenon, you know. And I and like I said, you you, you know you you guys are here about and you guys will see like I got footage of of like Jim Valvano in the Miami High Gym, man. Scouting. Oh, oh, that's Jimmy what's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I unearthed that footage, and I don't think nobody has seen that footage ever, man. Crazy, man. crazy footage of of Jim Valvano and Shaky Rodriguez like sitting next to each other. Like literally, like looking at W Edwards practice, I was like, "Whoa, I got this footage." Okay, how, how do you find that stuff, man? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> hey man, not on YouTube. Uh, no headaches. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you one answer: headaches. Yeah, man. Look, man, I <laughs> I asked, I pleaded, I begged, I paid, I did everything to like people. And but but on to be honest with you, when people started hearing that I was doing the documentary, they actually started reaching out to me. And they were like, hey, you know, if you need oh, help nice. or, 
or you know, we we shot this game back in 1991 or that whatever. They they started giving me footage, and that particular footage was sent to me by somebody who heard I was doing the documentary, and they're like, "Hey, do you need anything? I think I got some tapes, you know, for you." And I was like, "Whatever, send it." And when he sent it to me, I was like, "Ah!" Oh. In my head, I'm like, "Oh, it's probably more footage that I've seen, you know, of like Miami High playing or like dunking." And then when I see Jim Valvano walking into the Miami High gym, I'm like. Oh. I, I I gotta use this footage. I was like, you, like that was like some amazing. I, I know I know for a fact nobody's probably seen that footage. Almost yeah. that near close that nobody's seen that. Jim Valvano in the Miami High gym next to Shaky scouting, you know, um Doug Edwards. And he and I have him on camera saying, you know, I'm here, you know, because we're scouting, I'm scouting one of the best high school players in the country. Like that. Uh, yeah, crazy. Crazy. That's what's up, man. See, I'm looking forward to that, man. I, I, oh, yeah. I'm a big like. I, I spent four years away. I was in the Navy, so, and I think that made me love Miami even more. Like, I became even more like once you're taken away from something, you're like, damn, man. Like, I love all that weird Miami history shit that gets overlooked. Like we said, basketball in Miami is, you know, it's it's heat, and then nobody really. It's like third tier. Everything else, you know what I'm saying? Like. Everybody's quick to tell you the Frank Gores and, you know, the Alex Rodriguez that play baseball and all these guys. But, you know, the basketball history is, is there is a history. It's a rich history that, you know, thankfully you're doing something about it that's going to get it out in front of a lot of eyes that are, are going to see it for the first time. You yeah, know, yeah. So yeah, man, a, lot of people, a lot of people don't know that Roger Bell played down here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Roger yeah. Bell played, played here after he came back. You know, he came from the Virgin Islands. He played here. In Killian, you know, he played against those Miami High teams, and then he played for Shaky and FIU when Shaky was coaching there. So, yeah. like, you know, they, matter of fact, that FIU basketball team was legit because they, their backcourt was Carlos Arroyo and Raja Bell. And like, yeah, we, we've yeah, had Carlos we, on the show, man. We've had Carlos on the show. Yeah, that's that. Those are two legit NBA players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's just like similar, like you know, talk and you know, not to go off record off like craziness, but. Like now that I'm deep diving into like FIBA and like you know competitions and this and that, the Canadian basketball team, the Canadian basketball team is loaded. If they were yeah. if they would uh, all play at the same time, there'd be a problem, even for USA basketball. Y'all, are, yeah, Google who Google who's part of the Canadian wow. basketball team, and y'all be like, oh my god, like. And I'll tell you something. Like, I, like right now, right now, right like, now, right, right now. now. I know Wiggins is the only Canadian I could think. Of. Jamal Murray. Yeah. They got Jamal Murray, Shea Alexander in the Thunder, Kelly oh, Olynyk, Dwight Powell. Like they got legit NBA God, players God, on that on that on that team. And like I'm not telling you like they're gonna molly wop everybody, but they're they're a problem. They're a problem yeah. for people. Like my man uses molly wop. I like that. I like that. that's <laughs> one of my go-to terms, man. I got that. But but, that. but they hey, but the Canadian basketball team is is is. They they legit. If they get, if they were all play at one time, their backcourt would be Jamal Murray and Shea Alexander. That's a that's yeah. an all star and a future all star because yeah. Shea is 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 a monster in the Thunder playing next to CP3 and Jamal is already a proven a proven guard in the league. So it's like you know it's not like whoever USA basketball team puts on there. It's not yeah. like oh we're just gonna run over these two guards. You know like these guys are legit. You know they play yeah. against these guys four or five times a year. That's the problem. <clears throat> So let's let's talk about I want to talk about FIBA a little a little bit and and the Olympics. So like the Olympics was supposed to happen this summer. Obviously, it's got postponed till next summer. Mm-hmm. But the basketball tournament that runs through FIBA, right? Yeah. So the so FIBA is like the sanctioning body, yeah. governing body of 
like the tournaments that go on around the world. So Olympics obviously is is one of them, you know, and obviously just like just like FIFA, you know, and yeah. soccer, you know, you have qualifying tournaments across the world um, from different countries, different you know players represent their countries, X, Y, Z. And, you know, it, it sucks that there's not going to be no Olympics, not just for basketball, because, you know, people oh, love right. to see, people love to see track and field. You know, people love to see like who's the next Usain Bolt. Or like you know, they like to see swimming. You know who's the next Phelps or whatever. Yeah. So it sucks. People general. don't think people don't think how this has affected athletes that have been training for the past four years for this summer. For this summer. And, and you know they're on a regimen, they're on a schedule, and now they have to kind of makeshift a new schedule for next summer. So that kind of throws everything off for them. Yeah, I, no. I think basketball will be okay though because it's you just train every year, kind of. Yeah, same. yeah. yeah. Bas- bas- basketball will be okay. The only problem with that is like. Now that everything's been shifted around, there's going to be like some players who won't be able to participate in the Olympics mm. because either it's going to be pushed forward or backwards or in a different yeah, availability, and stuff like yeah, that. availability and stuff. So it's going to suck. I mean, not just for football, actually, for soccer, too. It's going to mess a lot of things up because like when you have qualifiers for like the countries, you know, like maybe they're doing Champions League or maybe they're doing Premier League. And it's like, all right, how do we like oh, manage yeah. everything? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of stuff, man. But honestly, if they were to have canceled the Winter Olympics, I wouldn't even bat an eye. I'd be like, hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a hockey game. I mean, I, I like hockey, but I wouldn't really lose my sleep. Now, Summer Olympics, like, yeah, that one, I, that's the one I watch. That's always been, you know, I guess tropical living down here, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but I do dig it, man. I like it. I want to see, you know, how they're going to figure it out. I, I still think the whole Olympics thing, man, like, Dude, to postpone everything for a whole year just seems so monumental. I don't know how they're going to, like, actually be able to pull it off. I well, hope they're, losing, they're still losing a lot of money. Yeah. But what they're, they're doing. Everybody, everybody, everybody's losing money. Everybody's losing yeah. money. Yeah. But one, one of the ways that they're kind of saving face is that they're not rebranding it, the 2021 Olympics. They're keeping the 2020 Olympic logo and name and everything like that. Shit. That's dope. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's news there, bro. Hey, uh, Jaime, tell us uh, quickly before we let you go and wrap up here, man. What um, let let people know where they can find you, follow you, uh, social media. Yeah, so, you want to plug yeah. In, man. yeah. So yeah, normal Instagram, Twitter, Jay Gutierrez TV, just like I have it here. Um, I mean, more than you know, I'll be on probably some more FIBA platforms sooner or later when we start things cranking. You know, get the things cranking up. But I mean, definitely, you know, you can find me on those. Twitter and Instagram, you know, hit me up. Anybody who's who's been, you know, part of the Miami um, sports scene or whatever, more than welcome to connect. And obviously, more than welcome to, to pass by some of the some of the new facilities in the office. So, you know, um, it's that's 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 about it, man. That's about it. And obviously, be on the lookout for for the Miami High documentary, at which I I should start plugging and promoting everywhere I go. Hey, you should, man. Nice, you should. Nice. Because, Wait, is yeah. it called the Miami High documentary? Oh, you no, actually, the, the real name is called The Asylum. Oh, the Asylum. Nice. Why The Asylum? Because that's what they used to call that gym. Okay. Uh, nice. Okay. Yeah, sounds, like a, sounds like a Resident Evil game or some yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was called, it was during that time when, well, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but the, the, that was the only gym in Miami that had no AC. They had no air conditioning, so I think it still doesn't. Like I was there no, last time. No, no, it does, does now. It does now? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was labeled illegal to not have AC ah. in that gym, like in 20, oh, 2005, 2005, something like that. 
The state of Florida actually said, if you guys do not put AC, we're shutting the, the high school down. Oh. Yeah, they made right. them. There was a couple of people that didn't want to put AC because it was always a huge advantage to the basketball team. Oh, that's true. That's true. But in Miami, that should have been illegal as soon as AC was invented. No, I played yeah, one time. <laughs> well, listen, I played one time in that gym against Miami High. No, thank you. Tip top shape. Tip top shape. Oh, yeah. but now, now, now you know why LeBron uh, cramped up in the 2014 finals. Oh, no, yeah, that's, if, if, that's legit, man. That's legit. Like, if yeah. there's it's a lot of humidity, that's legit, man. That's legit. Hey, well, TD just texted me, man. He says his connection has been crapping out, that he apologizes, that uh, oh, he had to step out there. But, but I mean, man, yo, we really, man, thank you for, for joining us, bro, talking. Yeah. Get it. it feels good to... It feels good. We're, we're in this quarantine together, man. Everybody's locked up, and to, to be able to to meet some new people, talk, and, and share some stories, and really get that 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 hot takes out, and you know, talk some shit, <laughs> talk some basketball, is always uh, welcome, bro. And and whenever yeah. you want to come back on the show, dude, and talk some shit about whatever you like, man, come on in, bro. You, oh, thank you, man. We we appreciate. People will be watching, and I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I think it's so cool that you're doing that whole asylum thing, and that I got to see a yeah. little bit of that, you know, shit, 21 years ago when I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, fuck, dude, that's old, man. Yeah, but, no, uh, I, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. You know, it's always love here in Miami. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm down with it. Um, would love to see people, you know, do cool shit here in Miami, and you know, maybe after, you know, once, uh, once I release the documentary, and you guys could watch, you know, you guys watch it, you know. Yeah. They will come back and talk about it. Just oh, like, for sure. Oh, like, they'll be like, oh, man, I remember that. that, Hell that yeah. Actually, it was, I, I was going to mention that when you were talking about looking for a place to do it. Um, TD was part of a documentary with Billy Corbin. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. It's called Magic City Hustle. because I've, I've heard of it. I haven't seen yeah. that one. Well, um, basically, the Magic City Casino, uh, what is it, three years ago now, started uh, reached out to a bunch of former Hurricane athletes, and TD was one of them about, hey, we'll teach you how to play highlight, you'll make some money, and you can have another career doing sports again. And he's one of them. He's one of the best players that they have now. He's just started his third season this week. That's crazy. And yeah. it's a great story. Um, there was former Hurricane football players on there, a couple of baseball players, TD himself. Um, and he's uh, – Billy Corbin directed it, and it's really, really good. It's Magic City Hustle. Um, I think at magiccityhustle.com, I think is the place where you can watch it right now. I think. Yeah, yeah. Billy, I, I've never met Billy. I know of him. I mean, we know of each other here and there, but yeah. he's always done some good documentaries. He's always yeah, done oh, no, for stuff. sure, dude. He, he he blessed us with his time uh, about a year ago. He was on the podcast mm -hmm. with us, strictly, you know, just on the phone talking to us. This is when that screwball documentary was out, and he was yeah, promoting really Magic cool. City Hustle. Yeah, man, and he's he was great. So he they did a premiere for Magic City Hustle, at the Tower Theater on 8th Street, the Miami uh, Day College Theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. If you're looking for a oh, place yeah. to premiere locally, that's a, yeah. that was a hot spot, man. It yeah. was, you know, Gaiocho yeah. right there. It's in, the, <laughs> it's, in, it's in the mix, bro. Like, that's Miami as fuck right there. So, in, in Miami Day College, you know, so oh, it yeah, has yeah, a cool thing. It's a no, small yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wait until, you know, my partner kind of, like, you know, see what what locations he wants to hit or whatever. But yeah. I mean, I'm I, I, my first thing is obviously I'm gonna you know show it like like I said a private screening. You know, maybe two yeah. or three hundred people. You know, the yeah. most intimate people, people who who worked on it, people who um you know were part of it. And then after that, you know, start you know playing it for the masses and see what happens. Uh, yeah, dude, that's we'll we'll, we'll be waiting, man. We'll we'll be waiting for opportunity to catch it, man. So, but again, bro, thank you much, man. Bless no, you. Thank you.
All the, all the best, bro. All the best moving forward, man. Yeah. And, and thank everybody for watching. Listen, make sure you follow our boy Jaime. Make sure uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, you know, on, on Facebook as well. Do all that stuff. Every single little like, share, comment, everything that you do, man, that means a million to us. So uh, it just takes one second, and we, we greatly appreciate everybody who commented on the feed and everybody who asked questions or had any comments. And my, my, my the guy was starstruck for seeing me. I appreciate that. I'll take that. Let me let me show that again. So I want that to be the last thing everybody sees. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but anyway, thanks everybody for for watching, listening, and um, well, I don't know when's the next show, Gus. Do we have anybody for Thursday yet, or no? No, not yet. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's some bad radio tease there that we did. I might, so. I, I, might I might have somebody for you guys, man. Another Miami uh, product. Another Miami product. Goodwood too. Uh, We'll do it, man. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for it, man. But anyway, thank you, uh, Danny, down there with the comic. Gus, Jaime, pleasure, man. Everybody, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I wrote a song about it, like the kid here go. You live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads.